Tighten those laces, straighten that headband. It's time for CHGO Marathon, a podcast about the culture, community, and challenge of the world's fourth largest marathon here in our great city. CHGO Marathon is brought to you by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO, and the beer you'll get when you cross the finish line on October 8th. Find one of Goose Island's Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. What's up, everyone? I'm Kevin Kadek, head of content at CHGO and a first-time entrant in the Chicago Marathon. started this podcast to really keep myself honest in my marathon training and also to give myself a chance to talk to some really cool people. And today I'm talking to a really cool person. It's Aaron Ingram from Seven on Sundays, the Southside Running Community, uh, one of the city's standout, standout running clubs. Check them out on Instagram. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um... You're also a first-time entrant to the, uh, the the Chicago Marathon as well. Absolutely, absolutely. It's my first Chicago, uh, second marathon um, yeah. ever. We'll see what happens in October. Well, I, I think that's what I'm also thinking. We're, we're going to see what happens. Um, we're going to see what happens on the show, but I think uh, we have a pretty go- good show li- lined up. We're going to talk about you know just what goes into building a running com- community like Seven on Sundays, uh, your personal running journey, and then probably check in on, on both of how we're doing with training. We haven't done this podcast, I think, in three weeks. So some stuff has happened. Nothing, nothing really major to report, but um, we'll get there. Uh, first, want to have a pretty cool announcement. I promised t-shirts and we have t-shirts and not only do we have t-shirts, we have running tech shirts that have the CHGO marathon, uh, podcast logo on them. You can buy them right now at chgolocker.com. And again, it's the type of shirt that you get you know, if you sign up for a race or whatever. And, uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, those are there. Great logo. I love yeah. the logo done by our, our esteemed designer, Eric Weedham in, in uh, Denver. So he, I think he captured the kind of spirit of, of what we're going for here. I for sure need one of those. Yeah. And then also, um, I have stickers with that logo on coming to me from Sticker Mule. And basically the deal with this, if you want a CHGO Marathon podcast sticker for your water bottle, your laptop or whatever, Make a donation to my marathon fund, which is supporting Cal's Angels, the pediatric cancer charity. Uh, forward that to me at Kevin at allchgo.com, and I will drop that in the mail for you. So that's a pretty easy way to get one of those. Also, if you're new here, uh, make sure you check out all of our past episodes on CHGO Marathon. We've done a lot of cool things with a lot of cool guests. Uh, we talked to YouTube star Kofuzi. That was a good one. We talked with Tribune columnist Heidi Stevens. Uh, we've talked with some other people here at CHGO who are marathon runners or are running the marathon. Jared Willis, Janice Scirio. Um, and we're efforting a lot of cool guests in the future, too. So make sure you stand in. I think we're going to be doing about another five of these before the actual date, which is crazy because it's only like 52 days until the marathon. But uh, here we are. So thank you for uh, all the support you've given us so far. And hopefully everyone's training is going well. All right. Let's get into it, Aaron. What is Seven on Sundays? Uh, Seven on Sundays is a Bronzeville-based uh, run cr- run crew. Mm-hmm. Um, we run every day. I mean, every Sunday, sorry, um, <laughs> at 7 a.m. Uh, some of us run every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And yeah, it's definitely community-based, it's community-facing, um, and we're just proud to represent the South Side in uh, running. Sure, so you uh, meet, every, like you said, every Sunday at 7 a.m. at 35th and King Drive? Yeah, That's 35th right. and King Drive. And anyone who goes out there has the option of going for a three-mile run or a seven-mile run? Yes, um, we originally started um, only seven, but mm -hmm. we wanted to just like, make it a little bit easier, a little bit more introductory. Um, because the bottom line of our goal is to get more people on the South side running anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and just make it fun. Yeah. So you started this in 2018 with uh, Ian Gonzalez and Craig Taylor, who were your coworkers at uh, the Bucktown Nike store. Um, what was really the impetus? Like what, how did you set up that first run? Uh, that first run was just a lot of talking in the break room. Mm -hmm. um, we were just talking about how we missed uh, when Nike had Run Club. Um, but we wanted to do something different. And the name really just came out of when we could meet and still make it to work. Uh, yeah. Sunday was the latest time that we, that we all started. So at 7 a.m., it was convenient to do it on Sunday. Sure. Um, and it felt like a good time to where it wasn't too hot as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it kind of just started like September 15th ish in 2018. And if you run. if you check out the the Seven on Sundays Instagram page, there's like a lot some I don't I don't want to say icon like spiritual um like icons on there, but you kind of there is a little bit of a spiritual church kind of tie in that you that yeah, you yeah. have in some of your marketing stuff. Absolutely. Um it's it's mostly just based out of convenience of the name and and Sundays, but also mm -hmm. um, we wanted to be a community and be like just get the point across that we are a community, yeah. And like especially in like the South Side Black community, one of the strongest pillars is church, uh, where we're not necessarily a Christian group. Let's like this, this is kind of where we draw inspiration from. Gotcha. The marketing and um, just bringing people together. Um, however they are now as they come kind of sure. just comes natural uh through the day we honestly do less and less of the church things mm -hmm. um in our marketing but it just comes natural for all of just us being together and the, the prayer hands are just like sticking that's kind of like yeah. our, our thing but yeah well running can be a spiritual thing i mean it is a spiritual thing uh, yeah. in a lot of different ways so we kind of like to call it like the the church of the long run <laughs> I love that. You are there. What was the offset here? You were just telling me another one of your um, sayings is no pace, just vibes. Yeah, no pace, just vibes. I like that one. Um, kind of just the same as like come as you are. Mm -hmm. uh, Sundays are super chill. You can get a person that is like a Boston qualifier running with a person that's running their first marathon at 11 minute pace. It doesn't really matter. Right. We're just there for each other. And so, yeah, definitely more of a social thing. You're doing your real serious runs during the week or on Saturdays and Sundays just to go out there and, and enjoy each other's company and um, enjoy the route that you guys take. You guys made a concerted decision that you weren't going to run on the lakefront, correct? Absolutely. And why is that? Uh, because everybody runs on the lakefront um, and people that are new to like the neighborhood, we want to give them a chance to see it. Mm -hmm. uh, we also want to just have visibility for the people in the neighborhood that aren't running. Yeah. Um, so maybe inspire them to get up and go. I mean, you've talked about this in, in previous interviews. I mean, you look on the north side and there's a lot of a lot of running clubs. There's a lot of running 
stores. There's a lot, a lot of places to get shoes and gels and gear. Um, when you started in 2018, was that the case? And uh, I mean, I, I assume that was part of the impetus be, behind you guys starting this. Yeah, yeah, it was really just to fill that void. Um, I've been running before 2018 and I always had to like go north. Mm -hmm. uh, to find a group run um, and we were kind of just tired of that so it was like let's do something on our own um, let's bring the trend like if somebody can get up and tie their shoes and just walk out the door in Lincoln Park why can't they do it yeah. in Bronzeville, Chatham or Inglewood or wherever they are it should be the same what was the I mean, what was the obstacle for that before before you started doing it? I think there's there's a lot of obstacles. It's not just one. Um, mm -hmm. Notoriously, the south side just doesn't seem safe. Uh, but quite frankly, just they just aren't that many people running distance um, yeah. or long distance running uh, in, in that community. It's it's kind of a foreign concept. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say in high school and things like that, it was the 100, the 200 sprinting kind of focused. Yeah. And nobody was just really enjoying a, a long, casual jog or run right. um, throughout the neighborhoods. What I find interesting is I, I think you actually do go out to marathons, particularly the big ones, and there's people of all different shapes, sizes, colors, races, religions. They're out there, but I think the, the, you know, the representation in popular media about the running is all white, right? I mean... I, in America, at least, for sure. Yeah. So how important is it for you guys to be doing this and getting seven on Sundays out there? And, and how, like, how does that actually pay off for, for the black community and, and pushing distance running uh, within that community? I think it just gives them an, another option. Um, in high school, it gave me another option. I wasn't, I wasn't a sprinter, mm -hmm. but uh, I found the 800. I found the mile. And I, I saw some improvement in something that I never thought I would be doing. It was a very foreign concept. Yeah. Um, and then just the other benefits of just like mental health, uh, mm -hmm. getting that running hard and just staying in shape. Yeah. Uh, something to do beyond uh, high school or just in your daily. Yeah. I will say one thing I like about seeing you walk through here, like you're the same height as me. So another tall runner came through. I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that many of us out here. <laughs> there's not, like I do feel sometimes like an absolute giant, like running out on the track. So, um, but you're much skinnier than me, which is, you know, also a good thing to be. So, um, and you had a, an interview with Fleet Feet in 2020, and they kind of asked you about running the, why you started um, Seven on Sundays, and you said to expand the running community, to pro provide representation for the running community, to fill the gap and change people's minds about the South Side, change some South Siders' mind about running, providing a health and wellness community where everybody feels safe and to be themselves and take it honestly as far as we want to take it. If we get a kid out here that's training for high school cross country and he becomes an Olympian, that's great. But if somebody is just wanting to come out here and de-stress, that's good as well. And then one of your co-founders, Ian, says, that's a beautiful, really strong, and very politically correct answer, but there's also just being out here and just being fly as hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, nice. yeah. which, again, if you look at your Instagram stuff, and you guys are powered by, by Nike running, um, so a lot of, you know, like your Instagram page is kind of amazing, just kind of, I don't know who does your photos. Your photos are, are fantastic. Most of them are iPhone, but there's a collection. 
Um, just all, that's just on the iPhone. A lot of them are. Uh, this this Tuesday was all iPhone. Okay. Um, the reels, I I do most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we we try really hard just to make us look professional. Yeah. We're just out there. Every I th- I figure honestly, I, like I look at those those photos and I thought it was oh this they have to have a marketing company or someone out the professional photographer or me and Ian and Craig are the marketing company. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um. Get, talk about the, the the style side of it because you guys are pretty stylish and you know I, I saw the what you were wearing for your first marathon last year. Um, you laid out your fit and everything. Like, do you like the style side of it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that saying you look good, you run good, mm-hmm. um, and it's got to throw in like your Sunday's best, like you do in church. And that's another thing too, just bringing to the forefront like who we are and just being undeniable. Yeah. Um, I I grew up on just like streetwear and hip hop culture and that's how I dress and I also want to bring that style and express it um in running and that's again just a part of representation and having somebody that looks like me like pay attention to it mm-hmm. and see themselves um on that on that course or on that track Gotcha So how do you how do you like decide on a on a race day fit like how do you go about building that because it's something i'm gonna need help with for me um right i have I mean, a crew he's you're wearing the t-shirt that you just promoted that's what you're wearing yeah come on you're for done me, honestly that's where i start i start with the shirt yeah uh, it has to represent something that i feel really closely about if i'm running for a charity maybe it'll be that but right yeah. now i have a run crew I design most of the the merch and I make sure that it's representative of the community, whether it's Bronzeville or just our crew or the running crew at large. Mm -hmm. Um, I want, again, I'm a walking billboard, Um, not necessarily for Nike. I love love them and what they do for us, but for uh, running in our community or our culture. Sure. So have you designed the singlet for? Yes, I I designed last year's. um, Okay. I'm designing this upcoming marathon seasons. So is it a seven on Sundays or, um, branded or what? It'll be seven on Sundays this year. Uh, mm-hmm. last year was seven on Sundays branded, but the, the big theme about it was the low end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically a colloquial term or phrase for the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, the lower numbers of the South side. Um, that's what, gotcha. that's what people from the area call it. Like, it's from about 23rd and state up to uh, like Washington park. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes as far as cottage growth, yeah. but like, that's what the black people on the South side call, uh, that particular part of the South side It's the low end. Gotcha. I mean, the low end theory is one of my favorite albums of all time. I don't, does it have anything to do with it? It doesn't. Um, <laughs> Love trying. but I, I've definitely drawn some of those same, I've definitely drawn some of those same inspirations. I've tried to play with some designs for that yeah. too. Um, because that's something that's where I was actually born. And that's something that always plays in my head on like, this is where we represent, um, whether you're further South, it's like, that's further South. That's whatever that neighborhood is. This is the low end. And we have a sort of a different style. We talk a little bit different and have a, like a different walk or beat or bop that the East side or the North side or the West side doesn't really have. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so we just kind of wanted to represent that. Yeah, I love that. Nice. So yeah, it's nice. Uh, I'll be looking forward to, to seeing what you, what you're uh, you know how you're dressed on on October eighth. So 
better keep up. Yeah. So uh, to me, it's just like, I'm just trying out things that will like hold the least amount of sweat <laughs> like at this point. So I, I did use, I'm um, running for Cal's angels and we did get uh, a new balance singlet from them. And I actually did my long run, um, on Saturday with it and it didn't hold a lot of sweat. So th- right now that's in the, th- that's in the, in the lead. So I might be representing Cal's angels as Cal's angels and as a yellow ribbon on the back, it says, you know, support pediatric cancer and research. Absolutely. So. I think that's a perfect one. Um, but you definitely want to do dress rehearsals yeah. before you do 26 chafing, all those things. They happen. We've, we talk a lot about chafing in this show. Um, and I, I thought I mastered it and I'm just talking about this because Lawrence, Lawrence isn't our normal producer, but I know he's going to hear this. I got this crazy like line that almost looked like a wound on the outside of my hip from the liner. Um, I was like, you think you cover everything and you don't. You don't. um, You just, you know that you're going to pay for it at some point uh, in a long run. So now I know I need to put, put that on the outside of my hips. So is there one spot that you would recommend? I mean, outside of the, you know, this is a, still a family show. Is there one spot where you would say definitely you, you need to use the, the body glide there? I'll just say groin. I'll just say groin. That's, that, that's, that's the most sensitive. That is. Yeah. That's where you just, you have to put that on with a paintbrush. So yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I've actually opted for like Vaseline. Um, yeah. Just, if I could just like dip myself in a tub and go out. Exactly. That's probably what we need to do at this point because everything's <laughs> chafing. <laughs> All right, let's get into a little bit about your uh, personal journey. Um, like you said, you started off in high school um, and you were a distance runner. Um, and a lot of people, you know, from your area that looked like you wanted to go into short distance running, 100, 200, 400. What drew you to, to, to the 800 and beyond? What drew me to the 800 and beyond um, was basically my first two years were in a all-boy high school, mm-hmm. Mount Carmel. Um, and then some things happened where I transferred to a new school. It's my first public school. Uh, we had the mile test. Mm-hmm. Uh, the requirements for it were laughable to me at the time just because um, I had come from a school where it was pretty easy standard. Uh, I was a little cocky and I did well for the, the mile tests and I was recommended for track. Mm-hmm. I was new to the school. Like, I guess that was where I would begin to just find my identity. Um, so you ended up at Harlan, correct? I ended up at Harlan. Yeah. Um, my junior year and by the fall I was training uh for my first track season indoor and I took that beyond to outdoor season Mm -hmm. where I became a miler two miler and then noticed I did have a little bit of speed yeah um through just having a great coach Dr. Mark Thompson um he believed in a lot of us and he got us to reach heights that we wouldn't have mm-hmm. if we didn't have such a really good coach. So what really just drew you, did, like, what made you feel at home in, at those distances? I mean, that was the only ones I could do. I wasn't fast <laughs> enough. I wasn't fast <laughs> enough for the 400. Um, that's where I just found my friends, and that's yeah. where I saw the most improvement. Mm-hmm. I did get faster later, and that's where I eventually dropped down to being like an 800 specialist. But that's where I found success early. And I kind of just like, Hey, stick with it. See where it goes. Yeah. Um, just don't really quit the sport. And when I didn't quit, I got better. 
So then you graduated high school and you ran a little bit in college, but not a lot. Yeah, I, I practice with uh, with the team uh, at Chicago State uh, the first semester, and I kind of just went away from running. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it's just so time consuming. Yeah. Um, and college, you're thinking about girls and parties. Um, don't want to so, put the miles in. <laughs> don't want to put the miles in. Absolutely. Yeah. So so then you t- take a little break. What gets you back in into the sport? Uh, watching Instagram, seeing what's happening in like other cities, seeing what's happening with Nike Run Club. Uh, I would really say like the inspiration would be like the clothes <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the swag and, and like New York. New York has a really huge running community. Yeah. And they have a lot of crews and clubs and like that culture uh, was super fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to say like 2014 2013 is when I was like thinking of run club names that all were really terrible <laughs> um got any you want to share uh Bronzeville boys a whole bunch of just not really good uh names <laughs> not as cool as seven on Sundays yeah and really to be quite honest like that was not the name that we thought it just kind of it's like stuck. hey we're gonna run at this time and it just kind of yeah. stuck we were, we were like we're gonna run this time but we're gonna think about a name eventually and it just kind of it's a cool name it conveys information like you said it can be like whatever you want it to be you know I yeah like I, li- I like it now um, yeah yeah because everybody knows it but yeah so so that was what almost 10 years ago um but your first marathon wasn't until last fall up in toronto so how did you really at what distances did you compete and run in in these last 10 years 5Ks, um, before the marathon, I did an 8K. I did Shamrock. Okay. Um, yeah, those are the only races. I did an ultra relay in between that. Yeah. It kind of prepared me for uh, the marathon, but I don't have a lot of races under my belt, to be honest, past high school. Gotcha. Cross country, I've, of course, I did 5Ks. and that's it we talked about the ultra relay i think when we talked last week um can you just go through that and what that experience was like because that's something that's always kind of really i don't know if it's appealed to me it's it's interested me um in the ways that maybe a marathon has and maybe it's something i'll do down the road i always say it's kind of transformative especially for your first one Mm -hmm. um especially my first one um it was from toronto to chicago so that's a very very big distance yeah a, a lot to jump into um, when the longest race you've done was a 5K. Um, but it appealed to me because the group that was hosting it reached out mm-hmm. and saying they wanted to come to Chicago and they wanted us to be a part of it. Uh, they really just wanted us to like help them cheer them on. I was like, no, you have to put me on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, I trained for that and it was through a lot of very sketchy places. And I think that's what kind of unlocked the fact that I still have a little bit of uh, potential as a runner Mm -hmm. uh, that I kind of gave up when I got back into running and just was doing it for fun. Mm -hmm. But um, fight or flight kicked in, um, (laughs) in, in, in a certain part of that run. And I was like, Oh, you can do this. Why not do it when you're not scared to? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. How how does it work with like crossing the border in that situation? You just, everyone gets on the van and then they they stop you right there um yeah the person that's running probably just make sure you have your passport in your pocket it's probably going to be sweaty <laughs> um they'll believe you because they're not they're not going to want to touch it yeah but um yeah 
uh, you present your passport just like you regularly would. That That is the one pause that we have. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just all go. Yeah. Um, was that 72 hours? It's amazing. What, like, what are you eating during this? Are you just about bars and... So that's what I thought for my first one, but everybody on that bus was eating whatever they wanted. Uh, <laughs> a lot of... So meet you at the McDonald's up there. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. Like next time, like we're we're going for a McDonald's sponsorship. That's what's on the road. There were a lot of sausage biscuits and what twenty was- piece nuggets. When Ooh, I finally okay. decided that I wanted to eat and not do salads and cute stuff because I was dying, um, they stopped at a Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody had Timmy's for sure. <laughs> A sausage biscuit uh, for McDonald's, that's that's a good go-to. Like two or three, you need yes. all of the calories you yes. can get. You're burning so many. Fueled by bear claws. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Marcos, who says, Happy Tuesday, fellas. Hoping your training is going well, Kevin. Two months and counting until the marathon, absolutely. And Kyle says, hi, Aaron. Yeah, that's so. my boy. I, he's a huge Bears fan. So that's awesome. That's probably why, why he's watching the show as well. And he's a marathoner. He really, like, transformed me as a runner as well. He's also, like, 6'3". Very cool. The Tall Runners Club. That's what we need to have a tall running club. That's what we're doing. Our new Big thing. Body Run Club. Big Body Run Club. I love it. Uh, we talked last week. I mean, you, you alluded to this, uh, you know, just a few minutes ago, saying it was kind of a couple sketchy areas when you were running from Toronto to Chicago. And I think you told me, like, it was uh, quite honestly, it was like you felt uncomfortable being a black man running through those. Um, I mean, what is that like? I mean, it's obviously something that I cannot relate to, but, um, and we've, you know, we've seen. Um, with the story of Ahmad Arbery, like in 2020, he was chased by by three white men and, and murdered. Um, I mean, what challenges is that faced? Like every time you go out, it's something that you have to think about. Yeah, um, it's not something I worry so much about in Chicago, mm-hmm. but we were r- running through like rural parts of like Michigan and Indiana, and quite frankly, like I also don't have to think about running in the dark. Like we're, yeah. we're r- very well lit city. Um, there uh, at three in the morning, the only thing you can see is your feet in front of you with the headlamp you have mm-hmm. and pickup trucks riding past. So it was definitely with Ahmad Arbery in the back of my mind and yeah. just all those situations. Um, I had an idea or goal to like run at a certain pace so I can save my legs, but um, I just cannot stop myself from running faster because i was like get through this leg as soon as possible get back on that bus yeah do you think seven on sundays and i you know i guess just even the south side running community throughout the week um i mean do you think that helps normalize it and you know so people know that this is this is something that happens here i hope it does uh that's that's the goal at least um yeah Yeah. i think that's the, the short answer for it cool All right, so let's talk about the 2023 Chicago Marathon. I'm entered. You're entered. How is your training going? Uh, to be quite honest, it's it's not as great as I want it to be. I did get 15 miles in this weekend as well. Good. Um, I normally would start a little bit earlier. I would, I would have had a 20-miler or so under my belt. So it's not going the way I, I would have liked it, mm-hmm. but um, it's – Life is lifing at this moment. Uh, I switched to a overnight job at a nightclub, and it's been having trouble finding. That seems problematic. Yeah, very problematic. Um, 
I've I've learned that for now it's like run immediately when you get off. Um, it's five a.m. So yeah. it's cooler outside, um, and then I'm like I'm already up. So just get home. Um, that's kind of how my training's been going now that I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I've done it before, so I have confidence that I'll cross the finish line, but <laughs> not really searching for a, a PB. Well, I, I think you're undercutting yourself a little bit because you did, I mean, you did turn in a nice time in Toronto, even though I know it wasn't the one that you wanted, but I mean, compared to like where I'm going to finish, it was a nice time. Um, but you said like this one, you're going to kind of, you want to finish and then you're actually entered in the Dallas marathon. And yeah, I, how much I, farther is that after October 8th? It's December 8th. So I got two months Okay, and I really last minute, I was like, Hey, this isn't going the way I want. I need some redemption and yeah. I need it immediately. <laughs> um, we can't, we can't close out 2023, um, without a good training block. Gotcha. So is, um, is that a, Dallas a lot easier to get into or was there anything? Yeah. Uh, they, there's, it's not really a raffle or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. or a lottery, I should say. And it was open. Um, I figure it shouldn't be too hot in Texas at, in December, but one would hope not. But <laughs> yeah, I'm crossing my. The way the climate that. change is going, like who knows? I mean, it could be 90. <laughs> did you see like the Apple weather yesterday? Like for some reason there was an error on the app, and it said next Wednesday was going to be 112 degrees. Correct. And I was like, yes, but now it's it's but, back down to 90. Well, it's still yeah, we're like 98 or something. It's still terrible. Still not great. Still terrible. I I will still be dreadfully running on a treadmill. The humidity is. Um, I can't run on a treadmill. I don't have a treadmill and I just can't do it. Like I just, I did my first, I was on vacation in Memphis last week. I did my first hour on a treadmill ever. I, I hate treadmills as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess if like you lived in Memphis or even more South, you probably have to do it. I don't think there's any way around it, but I mean, I, I see like in these Facebook groups, someone will be like, I just ran 17 miles on a treadmill. And it's like, there's just no way. There's no movie long enough. There's no, there's just no way. Like treadmills, I, I'm, you're not doing it. Like three miles you can maybe do, but 17. Like, I like treadmill. It's good. But I mean, it's just because you're just staring at the same thing. You're not going anywhere. Is that why? Yeah. Not even like when there's a TV on it. Like if you're at a hotel or whatever, like I can't even focus on the television. It's, it's like the hamster on the wheel kind of situation. It's sure. not fun yeah. at all. So my train is going all right. I did 15 miles. What was crazy to me was the week before, it was a 10-mile run. It was a cutback week, and I struggled through it. I, I mean, 10 miles, it seemed like I was out there for four hours. And I did 15 pretty easily this time. And I don't understand, like, being, a new, being new to these distances, I feel like I go into these cutback weeks and I almost underestimate them. Like, oh, this would be easy. I just did seven, eight miles. This week is only five miles. And then that five miles is, is tough. I did whatever, whatever it was, 13 and 12, cut back to 10. And then the 10 is tougher than the 12 and 13. So this week is 16, but the week after is 12. So I'm, I'm assuming that 12 is, I don't know how to get ready for those. You know what I'm saying? Like to get mentally prepared for every single run has been difficult. Um, I can get I can get up for the longer runs, but the shorter runs is has been really weird. So I don't know if you have any feedback on that. <laughs> uh, the feedback from I would say um, I'm mostly giving you feedback from my first uh, marathon training because this one again hasn't going as well. Mm-hmm. But stick to the plan. Uh, just get out there and see what happens. Yeah. There's so many variables that you don't really get down on 
hey, I can't complete a five miler when you know you've done a 10 miler or a 12 miler right. before. Maybe it's the weather that day. Maybe you are just tired. Um, mm-hmm. It's just all about kind of listening to your body. Um, a little bit of forcing yourself out there because you'll know you'll notice that you have a little bit more than yeah. you thought you did at sometimes, and like that high when you finally do complete those longer distances will give you more confidence. That's pretty cool. Uh, throughout, well, I did the 15 miles on Friday morning, and then basically came downtown, did a little bit of work here, and then went to Bruce Springsteen. It was out till two two a.m. No napping on on any of it. So. I was, I mean, that's not bad for a 44 year old dude. You did have Wiener Circle. (laughs) What'd you say? You did have Wiener Circle. I did have Wiener Circle at the end. That that was earned. It was. uh, (laughs) You'll buy Wiener Circle. Uh, The one thing though, I was, I somehow got lost in my own neighborhood. I mapped a path through the forest preserve and there's a whole bunch of different paths. Um, And I like, you know, I kind of committed it to memory or I thought I did and got all sorts of turned around. And it was like the sort of thing where I'm running east for a mile before I realize that I'm running east. And then I get turned around. I'm like, okay, I'll just go this way. And I pass my kid's school. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to run this way. And then I get to a a street that I think I'm going to go that will get me back to my path. But I actually turn the other way. And I'm like, why did I see my kid's school again? Why is that? And I'm like, I'm running the wrong way again. So at that point, I was just committed to the map the map is just like this all over the place saw a couple different couple different things two three times it all worked out in the end also my uh my my gps stopped three times which is not never any good like i'm you know that kind of annoys me because i wanted to see the 15.0 when i got to it instead it was like a 2.7 an 8.3 and like it's not me i did the, i did the distance i know so but I, I like to put it on social media and you can't put it on social media you can't put like three screen gaps on social media so no, absolutely it doesn't count there so it's not on strava it does it does not count <laughs> that's right strava like okay so strava like i'm still very Im- intimidated by it i, I downloaded it it's a little bit more complicated than Nike Run Club. Go private. That's what I would say. Okay. Um, so nobody else like sees when you're not doing as great. I don't, I don't care about great. that, but I'm just like, it just seems a little bit more complicated to use. I think it's easier. Really? Um, I think it's easier. Uh, the maps there, it does have more complicated data, but like that's kind mm-hmm. of the data you, you'd like. That I want. Okay. Um, but navigating NRC, uh, sorry, Nike. <laughs> um, has just been uh quite quite a task yeah baloney's in the, in the house he says running for the clout lol i mean why else run if, if not for the clout so absolutely <laughs> uh, how many seven on sundays members are are running the marathon this year hard to count it's definitely around 20 plus this year though that's that's pretty cool yeah. and um and they're all over the spectrum of uh, in, in terms of times and whatever. Absolutely. We will have a, f- a five hour guy. We will def- definitely have somebody that's going to break three hours. Okay. Um, all over the spectrum. I'm probably going to be a five hour guy this year. Oh. <laughs> I think you're going to break four in Dallas, though. I hope so. That's that's the plan. Uh, yeah. The plan is to get the original plan from 2021. 20, yeah. Um. Best advice for just running in Chicago. I think running in Chicago is a little different because you have to compete with cars and bikes and dogs and and whatever. Like what, what, what? If you're running either on the south side or anywhere in Chicago, like what's the best advice? 
Yeah, definitely watch out for cars. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, like my 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 test runs or my training runs are on are on the lakefront, mm-hmm. um, or I just like go to a trail. It's thirty minutes out. I'm really enjoying the trails. Uh, some of them are paved. Yeah, uh, Bussy Woods, I think, is one. Yeah. of my, that's probably my favorite for like getting a a gauge on how I'm gonna do. If you can find the crushed gravel, that's like the way to go. Yeah. Um, Crushed gravel, limestone, crushed limestone. Mm-hmm. I th- my two favorite trails, if you can get out to them, are Bussy Woods and um, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank on another one, but it's Waterfall Glen. Waterfall Glen is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Nine mile loop, um, a little bit of incline, mm-hmm. but it's just a nice cruise. Get away from like the cars uh, and any bikers and anything like yeah, that. Yeah, Waterfall Glen is out by me. I'm by the Arboretum. Arboretum is nice, although it's it's asphalt, um, but it's a lot of a lot of uh, elevation change, which is nice. So, um, what are you most looking forward to, um, Chicago Marathon? Um, all the aid stations, uh, <laughs> the food. Uh, just honestly seeing everybody in the larger running community kind of treating it like a parade. Like I said, I'm not going for a certain time. Yeah. But I kind of just want to have fun. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to mile 23. Uh, that's where Seven on Sundays sets up in Cheers. Okay. Um, and this will be my first time being on the other side of it. Um, I kind of coordinated the Cheers stations. Uh, it's going to be even bigger this year. And um, I'm glad to be celebrated by, by the crew. Awesome. So, yeah, so, and 23 is kind of where you need really the, we've had a couple of people on here who have run in the past and they said, look, if you have your people out here, they're going to be downtown. They're going to come to Greektown. Make sure they get out south, like by Sox Park and whatever, because that's where you need your people because it gets a little more, um, a little bit more open there. But I think like in Pilsen and and then now it sounds like seven on Sundays is trying to fill a void out there as well yeah it's it's still relatively dead other than right there on 35th and Mm. Indiana and like again like everything was just so convenient for us um, to have space and to take up space there wasn't anybody there that's right down the street from where we normally meet anyway oh that's awesome and um our runners that have run uh the marathon already let us know like hey that's where we need support there's nobody there yeah and for that small speck of where we're at for the people that aren't running mm-hmm. they're going to be louder than anywhere else um because they know that you need that energy well i love that i've had you on this podcast because now i know that that exists and you know if i get to mile 18 or 19 i'm gonna say all right only four more to go before i see seven on sundays absolutely that's gonna be awesome so um good luck on um on october 8th is there anything else you'd kind of like to to push or say about seven on sundays i think we we covered all of it um we just want to be a great representation for uh the south side and the larger running community yeah um building everybody up uh we will definitely be cheering you on uh throughout the process maybe we'll run by together yeah i'm gonna have to get out there at, at seven on sunday i'll bring lawrence so Lawrence is a uh, accomplished runner. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry. Not training this year. I mean, the combination of 7 a.m. and running is probably not my uh, goal in life at this point, but uh, sure. You never know. One day, Lawrence. So Sure. Sure. One day. One day. All right. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to this sixth episode of CHGO Marathon. We'll be back next week on August 22nd. Guest 
TBD, but we're efforting uh, some some cool things down the road, uh, just kind of building this. So really appreciate everyone's uh, input on this. Go buy those CHGO Marathon Tech shirts at chgolocker.com. And remember, if you make a donation uh, through my um, donation link on my social profiles to Cal's Angels, I will send you a CHGO Marathon sticker. Till next time, happy running, and uh, thanks for tuning in to the CHGO Marathon podcast.